Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. We are live with the legend, Jonathan Kahn. How are you doing tonight, Jonathan? I'm doing great, great, and great to be with you, Isaiah. Awesome. So excited to have you back on. If you guys didn't know, we had him on to talk about the return of the gods, which was one of the best broadcasts we've ever done. We're on episode 153 tonight, and I can honestly say that was one of the best broadcasts we've ever had. It just went viral all over the internet. The testimonies have still come in. People still say, man, I love that interview. So very excited to have you back on. I know tonight's going to be an incredible night in the presence and the power of God. And we're believing tonight that people would be touched by the Spirit. Those of you watching, we're just praying that the Lord would fill you with His Holy Spirit. We're praying that miracles would happen, deliverance would happen, that revival would happen. You know, the revelations God mm. has given you really are revelatory. They're dynamic. They're powerful. And they bring people to repentance. I think right now our nation mm. massively needs to come to repentance. Mm. And when I read your books and, and follow your content online, you give a, a national call to repentance. You give a national yes. call to revival, to awakening. Yes. And so, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, thank you so much for being on tonight. Uh, it's always an honor, Isaiah. I was, it was no accident, you know, when we met in that airport. And yes. I know that was the Lord. And, you know, and then, and then just seeing your ministry and then having that time, I know the Lord is greatly anointing it. Yeah, thank you. And if you guys don't know, we actually, we I was flying to Nashville, I don't know, maybe a year ago, and he was flying to do an event, separate events, but I saw him on the airplane, and a lady said, hey, there's Jonathan Kahn up there. And then I thought, <laughs> oh, wait, I know him, because I watched his Harbinger years ago, all that. And so I chased him in the airport. I said, hey, can I get a <laughs> picture did. with you? And we got a picture together. I should have had that picture ready, but we got a picture together in the airport. <laughs> and then a couple months went by, and I believe Charisma Media put you kind of like sent me your book and then kind of put us in contact and we were able to do the live stream and I just fell in love with your ministry. Oh, I've shared several you. of your videos. I know you've done several addresses to the president. I've shared those on my pages and those have been so powerful. You really are, I just want to say a prophetic voice to the nation, to our generation. You have such a powerful anointing, such a spirit of prophecy that you have on your life. And man, you're just a go, go, go. I know you're doing interviews. I know you're busy with your latest book, which we're going to talk about tonight and I'll have it linked. All of his links guys are down below. His YouTube links, his book links, his Amazon, everything's down below. But I wanted to really talk about that, maybe what you've been up to. Maybe tell us a little bit about, I know a lot of people are asking, are you, do you have a local church? Are you a part of a church? If you don't mind just maybe briefly talking about your yeah, church sure. and your ministry, and then we'll go yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, long before I wrote books, I, I was, I've been a pastor you know, or a mm. Messianic rabbi um, in, and for years. I mean, and I always knew I was supposed to write books, but I never had, the reason why I didn't write books for a long time is I didn't have any time because I was busy with the ministry. So, um, so yeah, the, the, the congregation is called Beth Israel and it's in, uh, at the Jerusalem center. And actually when you go in there, it looks like you're in Jerusalem. Wow. Um, and it's, it's about, uh, it's about maybe 30 minutes from, from New York city. It's in, uh, New Jersey, Wayne, New Jersey. Um, it's every Friday night I share and every Sunday morning I share, unless wow. I'm somewhere else, but generally I'm there. Um, and so, yeah, I've always been doing that and I haven't stopped yeah, for that. So that's that's what's happening here. And then from there came the outreach ministry it's called Hope of the World. And that's what, you know, we compassion projects around the world and also getting the word out around the world. So those are the two things I've always done. Um, and then the, then the harbinger came, you know, and then mm. I still do everything, but then has come this. Now, when yeah. you when you worked on the harbinger, you wrote it. Did you think it was going to take off the way that it took off, and it was going to go become New York Times bestseller and all of that? 
Well, I, I knew I knew it was the Lord. I mean, I knew it was the Lord's word. I knew it was his revelation. I knew that. Um, so I did believe he was going to do it. Um, how how it would, you know, how much or I don't know, but but I did know that. I knew it would go forth because I'll tell you a quick thing, and this wasn't what I planned, but it's, no, this is this is this is the spirit. Um, when I when I finished the book, The Harbinger, uh, speaking about meeting people in an airport, I was traveling that week to Texas to speak at Promise Keepers, and I I I was at Charlotte Airport, and I just bowed my head and said, Lord, I, this is your word. You know, you have to you have to send it out your way. Because yeah. people are saying you got to do this, you got to get this agent. I said, No, Lord, you know how to do it. You do it. I open my eyes. There's a guy sitting to my left. He turns to me and he says, well, what's the good word? I said, what's the good word? I said, God loves you. He said, I know that, but what's the good word? And it, and it, he gives me, he starts speaking prophetically to me. He mm. says, you've just written a book. This book is of God. The Lord is going to send it forth to America and the world. And, you know, you were known, but you're, it's nothing compared to what will happen now. And it's just going to happen. And it turned out, Isaiah... That, that that I don't I don't watch a lot of football. You know, I never was. But for people who do, there's something called the helmet catch. It was in the Super Bowl, um, and it was the most one of the most famous catches in the Super Bowl. And the guy who who caught it, this guy named David Tyree. He's a Christian, and and he went into like he always wanted to spread the gospel more than doing football. And when he went in the game, somebody gave him a word and said, "God's going to cause this thing to happen, and you're going to become famous, and you're going to glorify God." Well, he did. It happened. He did. He wrote a book. Um, and, it, and the thing is, the guy who gave him that word is now the guy sitting next to me at the airport. And, and the thing, and the thing is, because what? the guy, because of the Super Bowl catch, and because he wrote a book, that that put him in touch. That put this guy in touch with uh, Steve Strang of Charisma. So that God set it all up from the Super Bowl. And so he told her, he sent word, you will never believe what happened at the airport. And then I got a thing from Stephen Strang, publisher Christmas, saying, we heard something about what happened at the airport. We heard about the Harbinger. We have no idea what it is, but we're interested. And that's wow. how the Harbinger went forth by the hand of God. What an interesting story. So there's some supernatural connections that happen at the airport. Usually yes. I'm trying to run through the airport, but wow, <laughs> you've had some supernatural experiences at the airport. So you did the Harbinger. I know you have many other books. The Return of the Gods book was absolutely I cannot recommend this book enough. We talked about mm. it in my podcast, if you guys haven't seen that. I tell everyone about it. I was actually in Arizona at a, a very large church this weekend, and I was telling the pastor, I'm a, you're going to be on my broadcast, and I was telling him, you got to read Return of the Gods. I said, if you haven't wow. read this book, it matches up with everything we're seeing in society, everything we're seeing in politics. And so now I want to talk tonight about yeah. the new book, the Josiah Manifesto. Talk a little bit about what is this book going to reveal? What is the basis of this book and, and what you've written here? Yeah, I, I would I would put it this way. What if what if God was giving us a revelation of where we are prophetically, where we are going, what what lies ahead, what's the moment we're at, how to be prepared for for what's coming, how to stand, how to how to prevail for that? What if God was giving us a blueprint from the Bible, but that is appointed for now? A, 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 I would say you know a guide. You know, because the 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 subtitle of the book is the ancient mystery and guide for the end times. Mm. And so this is this is something I mean you, you know I, I the Lord has led me to open up mysteries about what is happening right now. Um and the thing is that but this in this book more than any other he was led me to give an answer as well. I mean to give more I always give an I always give hope, but there's a whole the, the last part of it is really this blueprint uh, from the Bible, which I believe is appointed for now about what we need to know in every part how to stand in the days ahead. So the thing, and what if I'll put it this way too? What if you know we've all been part of this mystery the last uh, three or four years? Everything we've from COVID onward, we've all been part of a mystery that goes back to the Bible. And what if 
there's a calendar from God that actually gives the the events that are to happen and the times they're going to happen. Mm. Um, that is what the Josiah Manifesto is going to open up. And it, in many ways, it is, you know, it's like you're going on a prophetic journey and it's the, there's one mystery and the next mystery and they all come together to open up the key to the future. What are we, what are we to do? And all the other thing that's different is that in this, many of the other books are at most of the, the mysteries of the other books from the Harbinger to the return of the gods, to the paradigm, all that are kind of coming in, kind of converging on this one to, to open up this key. So I believe it's one of the most important things I could have written. And I know, you know, the, the Isaiah, the day that I finished the return of the gods, the Lord told me, this is the next book you have to do, wow. which is kind of the answer. I mean, that's never happened on the day. It, it was that day because something very dramatic happened. And that's where the Lord told me. So good. And then you talk about in the book, there's a mystery that begins on the island of Cuba where you give a prophetic <laughs> object and a message to Fidel Castro. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, some people might read this and go, it feels like sometimes it's so over my head, but but really it's not. You make a lot yeah. of these mysteries. They sound very deep, very complex, but you one of the gifts God has given you is you've made them, you've simplified them to make just normal Christians be able to understand them. And this is something when we did your Return of the Gods interview and reading that book, I was like, man, this information is so deep and so rich, yet it was so relatable and it made so much sense to yeah. the world we're living in now. So you have a real gift of simplifying, oh, simplifying a lot of these things and making it where it's like, hey, how does this matter in my everyday life? And like I said, you're, you're, you're a revivalist, you're a voice of repentance, you preach right. repentance, you, pre you call people back to God. And mm -hmm. I really get that when I'm reading your books is there's a sense of, man, I need to get in prayer. I need to get in the word. I need to begin to fast. I need to be a part of what God is doing in these end times, in this generation, because there's prophetic things happening. And I think a lot of the church, Jonathan, maybe you'll agree, maybe not, is really asleep right now to many of these things. The church really is asleep to the prophetic timeline that God has in this nation, in the nations of the world. And I think the Lord's using you to really expose some of these things and reveal some of these. So I just want to say there's about 2,000 people on. Guys, when we sing mysteries and don't get overwhelmed, We're, he's going to explain them to us tonight. Don't get all confused and overwhelmed. Just listen to what God is saying. Such an amazing thing is happening. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you so much, Isaiah. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, the, you know, the, uh, my point, just like, just you listen, your, your heart is revival, your heart is salvation, and my heart is well, and I agree with what you said about the church, you know, where we are right now. Um, and so the whole point is to communicate, I mean, it's not just, you know, getting things, you have to mm. communicate it. Um, and I seek to do that. So what happened is, this is what's also kind of unique in this thing, is that I, I never, I'm never in my books. I mean, I speak about it, but in this one, I actually, I actually experienced at, at, at some parts there in the first part, I was called to go to Cuba and Fidel Castro was opening the island up for one month, one month for religious freedom. And he said the Christians can have their celebrations across the island. They can do all that for one month. And so for whatever his reason, you know, to show the world, whatever. But the thing is that the Christians asked me to come and open it up by sounding the shofar at the first, to open it up. It was the first time like they had really this, you know, since, since the Castro began pretty much. Freedom, and so this opened up, and I'm and I'm I'm going across the island. It was one month, and I'm traveling with you know, and I'm, I'm ministering, and I'm I'm led to minister the jubilee, the jubilee, you know, about freedom, about you know the, mm -hmm. the year of God's re restoration, and so I do that. I end up in Havana. the The last event, big event, was in Revolution Square, and it was a Christian event, but it's Revolution Square. And Castro comes; he actually shows up at the event. He doesn't talk; he just shows up. 
you know, and so and so I was led I was led there they, you know there was contact made and he and I was invited to go into the presidential palace and mm. and the thing is Isaiah before I went to Cuba a man showed up at our congregation at Beth Israel and he was a a Cuban pastor who had been in prison by Castro and he came and he gave me a, a word and he said you will enter the king's palace you will wow. enter that palace so I was ready in that sense. So I came there and I had three three things to give him. And the and the first was a Bible, which is banned in Cuba. So I gave him a Bible. Wow. You know, the second thing was a prophetic object linked to the Jubilee. And the third was a a was a prophetic word that I gave him on a sheet of paper, which is a prophetic word uh, linked also to the Jubilee. Now the thing is, the thing is, Isaiah, it turned out, you know, the Jubilee, here's the thing not is not only something that gives it also takes away if you lost your land on the jubilee you get it back it's the time the 50th year you mm. get everything back the 50th year of god but if you took somebody's land it didn't belong something something didn't belong to you it's taken from you in the jubilee wow. it's restitution so the thing is that now, now now castro took something that didn't belong to him and so the thing is that what i gave him gave him actually pinpointed how when he would be removed from power and it did so to the year, to the day, wow. and to the to the hour, and to the hour, and that's all linked to the mystery of the jubilee. And I and the thing is, and I, and I the details. I'm just touch, giving a taste because of the time, but it's in you know the details are in the book. But it gave the exact time, and it happened. He resigned exactly in the fifty. It is fiftieth wow. year in on the fiftieth day, um, in the exact hour from when the the Batista the dictator before him fled and he took power I mean so the the wow, so that is so crazy yeah so this Incredible. sets the stage and and the stage for what that same mystery is linked to what's happened to America and what's happened to what we have just gone through is the the mystery of that Jubilee so so keep the that the first thing is the Jubilee and then the other thing is this Jeremiah the prophet, was looking over the valley of Hinnom where they were killing, the Israelites were offering up their children as sacrifices. Mm. And he said, because of what you did, you know, what you did to the children, it's going to be done to you. You you wow. did this, you caused this death and the death's coming back. And one of the rules in the Bible is what a nation does to its children, it's going to come back. It's come going to on. come back. So that so this is going to set the stage between the Jubilee and that principle of the Bible it's going to actually explain everything that we just went through. I mean, exactly. Wow. And you talk about as well, there is coming a coming plague to America. You talk about several plagues. Um, we, you also talk about, you know, the lockdowns, everything that happened in the nation and where we're at. Talk to us a little bit about what yeah. what are some of the coming plagues you see coming to America yeah. and what are some of the things? And guys, if you're just jumping in, we're talking about his new book, Josiah Manifesto. Obviously, for the sake of time, he's not going to be able to go into full detail <laughs> on everything. We're just giving you guys a taste of what he wrote in this book. But I highly recommend everyone grabs the book. It's in the description. I'm telling you it is incredible i haven't finished it but it's an incredible book so tell us a little bit about yeah, some of the, the coming plague. plagues to america yeah, yeah well, well one of the things well one of the the plague that came one of the things that jeremiah said is one of the forms that the judgment would come he said is in the form of a plague and, mm. and the, the the word in hebrew is dever gadol a great plague or you could translate it a massive pandemic and so what happens is so when you look at this the amazing thing is this when you look at when did we start shedding the blood of our children? It wasn't mm. 73. That was Roe versus Wade. It was 70. 1970, abortion on demand begins in our land. And so when when is the Jubilee? Well, the Jubilee is 2020, 50 years later. 
What wow. happens in the year of 2020 as we started oh. death, death comes to the land? And the thing is, it's even more than that because the day, you know, I looked at the day when it just began in America. The very first entrance was in New York when when the, the bill that was going to legalize abortion in New York actually was presented on January 20th, 1970. Okay, go ahead 50 years. It takes you to January 20th, 2020. January, anything happened. January 20th, 2020, that's the exact day, the official day that the plague comes to America. That is the day of patient zero. For 50 years to the day of when we began shedding the blood, it comes back, the plague comes. To the day. And and, and the thing is, now, now here's another one. It, we, you know, that's when it started. But if you remember, when it all fell, when it fell on America, it was in March. Yes. When everything shut down, locked down, you know, Trump went on television. America was quarantined. On that, on this one day, America yep. was quarantined. The lockdowns began. You know, the, the stock market crashed. It was declared a pandemic. Everything, you know, our lives changed. The, March 11th is the day. The media calls it the day that changed everything. Well, if you go back 50 years, March 11th to, to 1970, anything there, the day that we began shedding the blood of children was March 11th, 1970. Oh, chills. I got 50 chills. 50 years to the exact day we shed the blood and then it comes upon us. And and Isaiah, if there's that's just the beginning. There's so much of it. It's incredible. It's incredible. And so you're saying a lot of these plagues, a lot of the things we're seeing in our nation right now are a result of innocent blood being shed as a result of what we're seeing in culture. We talked a lot about our last podcast about the sexualization of children, the sexualization of the LGBT alphabet community and everything we're seeing. You're saying that some of the mysteries in this book are the judgment of God or judgments because of how America has really turned from God and, and really served their own. As you talked about in your return to the gods, these ancient gods that America has served. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you cannot, you cannot kill 60 million children and not expect something, you know, mm. not expect that. And this is really what the Bible says it. And it's really even merciful when you look at it, when you look at we, we've offered up 60 million children, but God is still God, you know, God is yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Think about exact- it in Genesis where it says blood, that your, your brother's innocent blood cries out to me. And I've, al- I've also thought, I've like thought about for so long, what does the cry of 60 plus million babies sound like to God? You know, what is the cry of innocent blood of 60 million? What does a nation deserve? And a lot of people in America, we have this idea that, you know, God has no more judgment. There's no more wrath. There's no more fear of the Lord. We kind of have a real cuddly, cute, real comfortable Jesus in the American church. And people don't imagine that God is a God of justice, of vengeance, of wrath, of truth, of mercy, and all those things. But at the same time, man, we are in a place where we have mocked God. We have we have really spit in his face as a country and done so many things. And then in the, and the other side is we think that God's just going to be silent. We think that God's just not going to respond. And the Bible says you'll reap what you sow. The justice of God cannot be mocked. If we do these things as a nation, then there is going to be some type of, you know, some type of judgment. So does that does that play into it? Some of the we're re- oh. we're really reaping what we've sowed for the last what fifty years? You say? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and that's the other part of it. You, it's what we sowed. You know, mm. this is not God's. God's will is God wants mercy, but yeah. He's got to oppose evil. He cannot say it's okay. You know, that would be evil to say it's okay. And so it, He's saying it, and the Bible is true. And I'll give you an example. It's not only the time; it's also the place. Because when Jeremiah, when he spoke to the Valley of Hinnom. He said, it's going to come back to this valley because mm. where you shed the blood, that's where it's coming back. Well, do we have a valley of Hinnom? 
Um, we do. And, and that is New York, because New York not only introduced abortion to the continent, but it's also the capital has been the capital of abortion in America. More children's blood has been shed there than any other place. So remember what happened when the when this plague came and particularly America became the focal point. And, and at that same moment, this little tiny sliver of land called New York became the focal point of America with a plague. In fact, Isaiah, wow. of all wow. the cases in America, one out of every two was happening in New York. That's how that's how dramatic this was. And the thing is that and then, then New York passed this like milestone, which it, it had more cases of, of the of this plague than any any other nation in the world, including China. And when it, it passed that milestone on April 10th, go back 50 years, April 10th. Is there anything there? April 10th is the day, 1970, when New York legalized abortion. So everything, everything the same way. Um, I'll go further. There's a mystery in the Bible called the gates, the mystery of the gates. And that is that we know this, that the Bible says judgment comes to the gate. Well, well, what is the gate of America? It also is New York. Wow. You have 9-11 there. You have all these things there. Well, the thing is, it also is that abortion came to America, to, came to New York, to the continent, and then it came through the gates and it spread to the whole continent. Because you know what, Isaiah, in those first three years until Roe versus Wade, 1970, most, the majority of abortions in America were happening in New York. The majority, wow. people would come to New York and it would spread to the rest of the nation. So 50 years later, now this, this pandemic comes, this plague, this contagion, this pestilence comes. And, and so how did it get in? Well, scientists only discovered this not long ago. They looked at the genetics of the virus and it turned out if you had COVID, most likely most cases of COVID in America came through the gate of New York where we killed our children. Most of them. And the thing is, the same year in 1970, there was one other gate later from the West Coast that abortion came, and that was Washington State. Well, mm -hmm. 50 years later, it's New York, and, and the this plague comes also through Washington State. That's this other gateway. That's where patient zero came from. The exact same thing. You know, you wow. can, you know, and I'll, I'll throw in one more. And I'll, there's so many mysteries, so I'll just do one to kind of sum up this mystery. That Jeremiah, you know, he he basically says. That you know, you know, it's going to match the blood of the children is going to be matched by what happens to you. Well, so I want so so here's the question: How many how many children were killed in those that critical first three year window from 1970 to Roe versus Wade in America? It was 1.3 million. That's the CDC wow. statistic. 1.3 million. Well, 50 years later, you have another three year period. It's a jubilee. It's a three year period of this contagion of this pestilence. How many Americans? 1.3 million matching the 1.3 million children wow you cannot make this stuff up jonathan i have to ask you this i kind of you know i just want to ask a side question here sure. when god is revealing this when you're in prayer when you're in the word when you're obviously doing an incredible amount of research and if you guys have read any of his books you're going to find research 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 <laughs> facts 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 a lot of things that you point to is it is this is your mind because obviously like it's mind-blowing when we see all this but for you are you shocked when you start seeing the dates matching up, the times, the hours, the numbers matching up? Is this like shocking to you or is it just shocking to us when you're telling us this? <laughs> well, I think I think it's a great question. I'm the first one to get blown away, Isaiah. I'm not like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, you know, someone wrote someone wrote to me. They were someone someone who I know, an old old friend of the Lord was reading the design manifesto. And he wrote back. He said he said, I'm amazed, but not surprised. And so the way it is, is like, I'm not surprised because I know it's God, you know, but I'm mm. still amazed by what God does. And I'm the first one to be blown away. So, wow. so I, I expect God to blow me away, but I get blown away. Yeah, no, it's absolutely shocking to see the parallels, to see the time lining up. I mean, again, it's like, 
I hate to say the cliche, you just can't make this stuff up. This yeah. is such a divine timeline. And it makes sense of what a lot of people have tried to figure, tried to make sense of. They've looked at a lot of these things, trying to make sense of it. We see all the Old Testament prophets crying out for, for what was happening to the innocent, crying out for the people of God in bondage. Here we are again, thousands of years later. And, you know, God has, praise the Lord, raised you up as a prophetic voice in this hour to reveal what he's doing in his plan. Talk to us about the Jeremiah question. Again, all well, of this stuff is in great detail in your book, but I wanted to ask you about the Jeremiah question. Well, that is, well, that is yeah. The Jeremiah question is really when he went with the, the question of, you know, could this actually match up? And, and actually, I say it, it goes even, I gave the, you know, the 1.3 and 1.3. But when you even get it down to the, like the tens of thousands, it matches up as well. I mean, wow. the, the numbers are like exact, you know, as much as we can be exact with these numbers, they're exact. So the thing is that, you know, it's interesting because even Abraham Lincoln asked this Jeremiah question. He said, you know, that he saw the Civil War as a judgment for slavery. And he said, wow. will every every drop of blood that was was uh, was drawn by the whip, will it be matched by the sword, you know, of war? Basically, we're saying, well, in this case, you know, they didn't have it. They didn't have all the statistics and numbers back then for for all that. But we do. And it actually does match up, you know, wow. so that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And then you also talk about in your book and everyone just relax in the chat. I know there's a lot of people watching. So people, the moment we start talking about presidents or any of these events, people start going crazy. But hey, don't stress. Jonathan does not have the chat in front of him. So you guys can say whatever you want. We're focused here. We're talking. Talk to us about what happened on January 6th and then the mystery okay. of Donald Trump. Yes. And let me say this, and I, I'm sure, you know, with it, to speak into this, and that is that, listen, it doesn't matter what you think about Donald Trump. You know, we, we know, you know, he, he's controversial. We all know. That's not that's not the question here. The question is God's purposes in despite people and despite everything. Um, and could there be a plan? Could there be a thing? Well, one thing, you know, in the book, Isaiah, I wrote long before you and I met, but it was called The, the Paradigm. And that was that not only are these ancient, you know, these ancient events playing out, but even ancient people that when you look at the leaders of America, they actually correspond. They're following a prototype of a pattern in the Bible. And when you look at and with Donald Trump, the, the paradigm is a man called Jehu. And the thing is, Jehu was controversial. Jehu was um, he was wild, unpredictable. Nobody knew what he was going to say next. He was a fighter with everybody. He wasn't even a politician. And God, but God used him, and we don't even know where he was with God. We don't know. But mm. God is sovereign. God used Jehu to he 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 basically began a chariot race to the throne. And the Bible says it was it was crazy. It was a crazy race. He ends up, he ends up, and so Donald Trump, he ends up making an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land. That's how he comes to power because the religious conservatives are joined with Jehu. In fact, he asks one of them to become his partner and joins the chariot race with him as he goes to the Capitol. You know, so so did Trump with Pence. Now the other thing is that that when when before Jehu could come to power. He had to have a showdown. And, you know, the showdown was with the nation's former first lady. Preach. And so Trump, the former first lady, and the, and the former first lady of Jay, in Jehu's time was for bail worship, which is child sacrifice. Well, the former first lady in this case, whatever you think of her one way or the other, was for was the cha key champion of abortion. So mm. the thing, and not, here's another thing, Isaiah. Well, here it says, you know, everybody, all the polls were saying that Hillary Clinton was going to win, but the paradigm said, when they come face to face, the Jehu's going to prevail, and the 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 the, the former first lady is going to have a fall, and that's exactly what happened. But let me just give you a little taste of how exact this is. 
that that Hillary Clinton was on the stage, and this is not about politics. This is simply I'm um, this is simply the the a revelation of what God's pattern is, and that is that Hillary Clinton was on the state national stage with her husband for 22 years, from governor to the end of his presidency, 22 years with Bill Clinton. Then on her own, she was in public office for 12 years, and then she she stepped out. Then she ran for president for two years. So it comes out to 22 years with her husband on the stage, and then 14 years on her own. The former first lady in the Bible, whose name is Jezebel, yep. was with her husband for 22 years on the national stage on her own, 14 years. Wow. And then she comes against Jehu. So Jehu comes to the capital city and he's got a he has an agenda. You know what it is? It's to drain the swamp. That's mm. his agenda. And so and so the thing is that and he goes there and he sees a great temple of Baal. OK, and the temple of Baal is dedicated to child sacrifice. And so he ends up he ends up pulling that temple down. And one of the principles there is that when Jehu rises, the temple of Baal falls. Now the thing is, and again, it's not about people; it's about God's sovereignty. When you know there happened to be an ancient temple of Baal that st has still stood for two thousand years, for from ancient times, it still was still standing. And that when Trump began his rise in two thousand fifteen, the summer, that same summer, that ancient temple of Baal falls to the earth. When Whoa. Jehu rises. The Temple of Baal falls. Now, let me get to I'll get to January sixth. And again, this is not a again about politics, condoning anything or not. But here's the here's the thing: the paradigm in the Bible is that at one point Jehu calls for people to come to the capital city. Mm -hmm. They come to the capital city. So does Donald Trump. They they the the people of Jehu surround gather around a great capital building in the Bible, and so the people of Trump gather around this capital building. In the, in the paradigm of the Bible, the people of Jehu then enter and storm the building while proceedings are going on in the building. And so, so this thing with Trump. Now, there's much to this, but I will just say this, and, and it's not to condone anything, but to say this, that the Capitol Police at the end of that week, they said they announced how many people they had arrested on site, and they made headlines. It was 80 people. They said, we've arrested 80 people on site, 80 people part of this. In the Bible, in, the, in, in Kings, that you see that you see a, a, a phrase. It's in Hebrew. It's Shmonim Ish. That's the that it says that's the number of people who went into that that great capital building, and it translates to eighty people. The same exact. The same. <laughs> this and, is and, crazy. And there is and there is meaning to it because you're gonna as we go forward because this is all these are all puzzle pieces, but they're all part of a mystery where God's gonna do something um, all together with it. Yeah. So good. And what role does you talked a little bit about it already? Maybe just recap. Does Roe v. Wade have to do and play in this Josiah manifesto? I know you talk about in your book the Roe v. Wade. Yeah. What role does that play? Well, it wasn't just you know it, Roe versus Wade didn't begin in 1973; it began in 1970. Mm. And so, so again, you have the same thing. The, the jubilee of Roe versus Wade is the plague on America. In fact, down, it happened in in late January where the the they first, it began, and so late January it come, this plague comes to America. It became a case in the in March, and so March you have all everything falling. But the thing is that that God's going to undo it. It's the hand of God. And remember, because one of the things about the Jubilee is it also undoes what was done. It reverses what was done. It restores what was lost. So the the one the other part of the Jubilee is going to be it's going to be it's going to be something good. And that is so while all this is happening with the, with COVID and all that, something else was happening in the same three year period, same Jubilee. And that is that that this other case as, as there was a case. You know, Roe versus Wade was a case on the state level, and it was sent to the Supreme Court. So another case is on the, the state level. It's sent to the Supreme Court. 
Now, Roe was sent to the Supreme Court in the in the summer of 1970. Uh, so 50 years later, points to the summer of 2020, the case that's going to overturn it is now sent to the Supreme Court. Roe versus Wade was taken up by the Supreme Court in May of 1971. Okay, that pinpoints the Jubilee is May of 2021. That's the time that the Supreme Court takes up the other case that's going to undo it. And then the Roe versus Wade is gets its hearing in the Supreme Court in December of 1971. Okay, that pinpoints 50 years later, the Jubilee is December of 2021. That's the time that the other case goes to the, and gets its hearing at the Supreme Court that's going to overturn it. And so everything, Matt, even, you know, remember that there was a leak, wow. it was leaked. Well, well, if you yeah. go 50 years before that, Roe versus Wade was also leaked. So even the leak, everything, everything. And and I'll 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 just throw this from the Bible. There's a there's a there are there's a date in the Bible called Adar 13. Mm. Okay, and I speak about the mystery of this date and another date in the Bible called Sivan 23. And I, I'll tell you what that is. That is in the if you read the book of Esther, which we read, there's one day when Haman, who's evil. He's, he sets in motion an evil decree that's to kill the Jewish people. It's to bring death and destruction. Well, that that evil decree of death and destruction is joined to the date Adar 13 in the Hebrew. Adar 13 is the 13th day of the 12th month. 13th day of the 12th month is linked to a decree of death and destruction. Roe versus Wade was heard before the Supreme Court on, on December 13th. That's the 13th day of the 12th month, the day of death and a decree of death and destruction. But then in the book of Esther, Mordechai and Esther, they issue another decree that's going to overturn the evil decree. So it's a second decree. It's going to overturn. And when, when does the Bible say that was set in motion? It was on Sivan 23 on the Hebrew calendar, the second decree that overturns the first one of death and destruction. The, the case of Dobbs versus Jackson, which is going to overturn Roe versus Wade, was sent to the Supreme Court on June 15, 2020. But on the Bible's calendar... It was Sivan 23, the day wow. of the decree that overturns the evil decree. Wow. In, in, in fact, in fact, Isaiah, that day on the, in the Jewish calendar, Jewish people get together and they pray every year for God to overturn evil decrees. So they're praying that while this actually goes forth to the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. Absolutely incredible. And then what about the link between that and the book of Leviticus that you talk about in the book? Just touch on that as well. Yeah, well, the Leviticus, you know, of the Jubilee, I mean, you know, listen, you know, you know, the first thing I'm saying, you know what, God is in control, number one, yes. and the answer is in the Bible. In the Bible, even to this, the Bible it gives the Leviticus decree, you know, Jubilee is, is in Leviticus, where it says you will count seven times seven years, so 49 years, and by the way, the 50th year is not like our birthday, like we turn 50, we say, we say, okay, you know, I'm fit. Well, you you finished your fiftieth year when you yeah. when you're fifty, yeah. But the jubilee is the fiftieth year, so it begins. You count seven times seven, and then comes the fiftieth year, which is the jubilee. Well, when you do this with Roe versus Wade, the jubilee of Roe versus Wade, according to Leviticus, is January twenty second, twenty twenty two, to January twenty second, twenty twenty three. That's the jubilee year. Anything happen? Right in the middle of it. That in the Jubilee of Roe versus Wade, the Jubilee undoes and overturns and nullifies God, nullifies Roe versus Wade in the year of Jubilee. So good. Wow, guys, I'm telling you, I, my, my, my mind, people like Isaiah, your mind looks like it's just, and my eyes keep getting big. I'm just saying, wow, wow. I feel bad to keep saying wow over and over. But it's just so interesting how I like what you just said about everything's in the Bible. 
everything you're pointing to is in the word of God. You've formatted it and laid it out and you've just, really I see you've connected the dots. That's what I'm hearing is you've connected the dots to scripture, to the parallel of today and how it all matches up. But again, guys, you can't make this stuff up. You can't just make these dates up. You can't make these yeah. things link up to the day, to the hour. What you've done is the Lord's given you this revelation and you've connected the dots. You put them in book format and you've linked everything. So for those of you that might be a little bit confused or trying to keep up, he's going over a lot of information in yeah. a short amount of time. So you guys really have to dive into the book. You need to pray, you need to read. What you're gonna see in his books, if you've, re if you've read them, is so much scripture. This is what he's, this is what we're saying is he keeps backing it up with the word of God. The it's the, it's all in the Bible, but these are mysteries that God has unveiled. And not only that, these things are happening right now. Like Jonathan, I'm thinking about as you're speaking, these prophetic things are unraveling every week. It feels like something's happening every couple months. It feels like a new thing's happening and it's, it's hard at times to make sense of them. And I think what you've done is you've shown how the Bible makes sense of things. Even today, the Bible is still speaking. It's alive. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And what we're telling you guys tonight is we're pointing to a scripture. And that is really what your content does in my life is it makes me want to read the word. And even those yeah. that are critics, Jonathan, they go, I'm gonna have to look at the word, you know, cause you're, you're yeah. saying all this, but it's That's like, right. Hey, we're pointing them back to scripture and we're challenging yeah. you guys to get into the word of God and to see these mysteries for yourself. And, and you're going to see that they're all there. Yeah, I'm I'm pr I'm praying. You know, some some people who when they've heard about the Josiah Manifesto, they said, you know what, I'm I'm going to give it to unsaved people because mm -hmm. if you don't, you know, you're not a believer at all. If you're someone's not a believer, like, whoa, wait a minute, it's very hard yes. to argue with actually what you just lived through and what you see, and there it is. It's not a matter of opinion; it's there, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's it, the Josiah Manifesto is really is for believers, definitely. I mean, you know, and that's where it goes into the manifesto, but it's for unbelievers who don't even believe at all to know that God is in charge and he's in control and he's real. Yeah, and I think a lot of people right now, because of the events that are going on, are asking these questions. Like, is, what is happening? And, and actually, what I'm seeing in society is things are getting so evil, it's actually turning people towards God. For example, there was this new, an artist, she's the number one artist right now, 40 million plays on her song, and her song's called Demons. And it's all about becoming a demon and how she's the yeah. devil and she's the devil. And it's it's what the, all the young people are singing, it's all over TikTok. And what happened was she made this song, Jonathan, so dark, so demonic that it actually made worldly people say, hold on, I need to get in church. This is getting like wow. too far. Like the world yeah. is starting to say, this is getting yeah. too far. And so I think a lot of these end time things that are happening are actually causing the world to go, okay, we need to see what's really going on there. There's some type of spirit behind this. There's some type yeah. of spiritual thing at play here. Cause now you have these trending artists that are openly worshiping Satan, openly yeah. doing sacrifices on music videos and rituals, and it's actually causing the world to open up their eyes. And this is something you talk about, the, the violence, the rage, the destruction, the summer of rage. We did see a lot yeah. of rioting the last few years. Is this part of the mystery? Talk to us about the summer of rage. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's, the, here's, the, here's this, uh, the, now it's a whole nother mystery, but it all converges, and that is that the, the, the all these shakings that came on America actually are for are actually pointed to the in in an ancient calendar of God in Leviticus where it actually not only says what kind of shaking it will be but also when it will happen and I'll give you I'll give you a quick overview because there's so much one is that what's the first holy day what's the first appointed day of God it's Passover what is Passover about above all the the holy days of God Passover speaks about a plague okay mm. it speaks about a plague coming through the land and it speaks about, and it's also 
What did they have to do? They had to go into their homes. It's the first national lockdown in world history. They they went had to go in their homes because a plague was coming through the land. Well, well, in 2020, when Passover came upon the land, at that moment, at the same time, everybody was locked down because a plague was passing through the land. Jewish people were celebrating Passover and they're talking, they're recounting about how a plague went through the land of Egypt when they were locked in their houses. And while an actual plague is passing through the land and they're in their houses. Oh. I mean, you know, and in, in Israel, they were literally locked down. They said you got to put a curfew. So you got to say it's the first time in 3000 years since Passover. Actually, the whole world and America, we're living Passover. You know, it's wow. a world that in many ways has rejected the lamb. Jesus is the Passover lamb. And so God is saying, well, I'm, you're now you're going to be in it. So we're all in it. Now I'm going really quick. OK, the next one, the next appointed day is called Shavuot. That's a point of feast is called Shavuot or Pentecost in in Greek. Pentecost. What's Pentecost? It is the time of the tongues of fire and the mm. baptism of the fire of the spirit, the fire. It's a, the symbol is fire. We all know that. Well, so what happens as Pentecost is coming, something happens to America. America is baptized in fire. The fire takes off all over our cities are on fire. The second shaking is the the shaking of fire. In fact, Isaiah at the very night when Jewish people begin Shavuot, which is Pentecost, they're lighting the fires of their candles on, on May 28th. At the same moment, the fire explodes over America. That was the night of the police station went on fire, that the other cities went on fire. And then, and, and so, I mean, every, everything, I'm going to go real quick. So I'm skipping a million things because I want to get some in. Um, and that is that, to give a taste of it. Then the next thing, and, then, and that, by the way, Pentecost always is the open opens the summer. So that opened the summer of rage. It was it was the it was the worst civil distur disturbance we most massive we ever yep. had in our history. And then then it then the next one is the Feast of Trumpets, and the Feast of Trumpets for the Jewish people is called Yom Hadin, um, and it means the Day of Judgment. And and they all look to God on that time because the belief is that God then judges as the judge in the heavenly high court of heaven the high court he it's, they, it's all about a court and and he's gonna he's gonna seal the the judgments and the verdict and so you got to get right with god and repent it's a time to begin repentance well if all the eyes turn to the court well so when that day comes all the eyes of america turn to the high court of america because god touches the supreme court and what happens is at that moment or he allows something to happen is the supreme court justice and that's ruth ginsburg passes from the earth and the wow. thing is, and the thing is, and it says that on on the Feast of Trumpets or on that day, and it says the Jewish people say on the Feast of Trumpets, he decides who will pass from the earth. That And the Feast of Trumpets is what's to turn you away from an evil. Well, the very fact that the what happened on the Feast of Trumpets, because that bench was made empty, be, that's the only thing that opened the door for Roe versus Wade, the evil, to be repented of and turned to, uh, away from, and even from the Supreme Court that actually did that sin, actually committed that sin, to actually repent of that sin, it all wow. began on the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Repentance. Wow, that is so good. And is that part of what you talk about, the Day of Turning? Like, what is, yeah. what is, yeah, explain us what the Day of Turning is. You talk yeah, about it in well, the book. The, but... Well, this next part, the next part, and um, Isaiah, I actually witnessed, and that was because during this time, the years of, a year of shaking, or even before that, I was led with with another person named Kevin Jessup to call for a national day of prayer and repentance, and it was called the Return. And we met it. We we gathered in Washington. It was, ten, it was thousands, tens of thousands, and thousands of Christians, and and met and and they said millions were watching. 
And, and we're on the National Mall to re, as a time to repent and to turn and turn. And we I didn't realize this, Isaiah, but and I didn't even choose the date. But it turned out that day in on the Hebrew calendar is called Shabbat Shuvah, which means the day of turning. So here we appoint the day of the return. Wow. So we we've had we have the day of the return on the day of the return without even knowing it, which is the next holy, it's the next appointed day. And so it's a time for a nation. So that's where they read Joel, you know, repent, blow the trumpet yep. and, and repent. That, that's when a, a nation said turn and repent from its sins. Well, the same day, Isaiah, the president, he ends up, he's standing on the White House lawn and he chose that day, which is real weird because it was a Saturday. He chose that day to, to nominate the last Supreme Court justice who was going to be the one, the vote that's going to overturn Roe versus wow. Wade. He sets it in motion on the turning, the day of turning, the turning of America is set in motion on that day. And, and Isaiah, yeah, one, one other thing about that is that, that there's an ancient instrument in the Bible, which is the shofar. That is the power of God. It's yeah. Jericho. You know, you know that it, it's all it's repentance, but it's change and breakthrough. Well, we're in the mall and that day and I'm led at the end at, at five o'clock. I said, we got to seal all, all the prayers with the sound of the shofar. So I say those who have shofars come up. There were six, six men who were on the stage and they had shofars. And I said, listen, right now we seal all these prayers. And I believe it was the prayers of 50 years. I said, we seal all these prayers. And I said, let the power of God go forth. And I said, and they go, I said, go and they blow the shofar. At the same moment, on the White House lawn is President Trump. To his side is Amy Comey Barrett. And there's a mystery to her we won't go into, but the thing is that he's about to nominate her. At that moment, he opens his mouth and begins the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Ooh, when, come we, on. When, the, when, the, when the shofar sounded, and I only, it was only looking at the videos, it, when I said go, when the shofar, the trumpet sounded, it was five o'clock, four minutes, and the 33rd second. When Trump opened his mouth to overturn abortion, it was Come five o'clock, four minutes and 33 seconds. And so the overturning of Rover's Way began with the prayers of God's people, with the sound of Jericho, the sound of God's power at the exact moment. And, and by the way, remember, the, the, the Jehu is the one who pulls down the Temple of Baal. So even Come all on. these mysteries coming together. And here's the other thing. This is maybe, you know, you know, Isaiah, God does have a sense of humor as well. And yeah. that is that, you know, when that happened, I'm saying, God, like, I didn't know who was going to come on the stage. I said, there were six trumpets. I said, it would have been good to have seven. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, seven, you know, you know, Jericho and Revelation, you know, but there were six. Then then it's it hit me. I was the Lord saying, wait a minute. No, no, no. There was seven trumpets because there were the six trumpets. But then on the White House law, what's the what was the name of the president? Wow. Trump. What does that mean in English? Trumpet. The seventh trumpet was hit was Trump. And he did it at the exact same moment that I said, go. And the that trumpet sounded. He sounded. And when the, and he and it was the year of abortions jubilee. So the Trump of jubilee sounds to overturn what was done it's the year of jubilee only god what a only time to be alive man i've gotten chills like 20 times i know the whole <laughs> chat is like i have chills yeah i've had that like 20 times but what a time to be alive god's divine timing and guys if yeah. you're hearing this as a political thing you're missing the entire yeah. message tonight we've already said this is not a political thing this is this right. really to me is an issue of life and this is what people That's talk right. about who you're going to vote for i always no matter what the number one priority when I'm going to vote is life. Who stands for yes. life? And so 
To me, all the other stuff is secondary. All the other stuff is minor in comparison to the issue of life. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. And if you guys yep. think this is some political thing, you're totally missing the message. No. This is about no. life. This is about what God is doing, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Talk to us a little bit about, I know we're, we're about 50 minutes in here. There's about 3,500 people on, so I want to just really <laughs> hit this. What about the Phineas Factor? Again, these all are in the book, guys. I know I keep saying that. It's all linked down below. This is the Josiah Manifesto. You can get the book now. It just came out. It talks about the Phineas Factor. Give us a taste of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know. Okay. When I when I heard the news that when Roe Wade was overturned, I was in the airport. And and by the way, by the way, Isaiah, that was the day I finished the Return of the Gods. Mm. I return. I, I finished the Return of the Gods that morning, and Roe Wade was overturned. And wow. here I am talking about the gods and the altars, and I talk about Molech. And and on that day, it was overturned. And somebody gave me a word that that was going to happen, and that's when God said, "Okay." Now you're going to do the next book, and it's going to have an answer as well. And so, wow. so I'm in the airport, and I look at my cell phone, and Phineas comes up, and I don't even know how. The Phineas in the Bible it talks about Phineas. Well, the, this the Phineas was the one that when Israel sinned, a plague came upon Israel, and then Phineas is the one who rose up and did something righteous, and that turned the plague away. Mm. So all of a sudden, that hit me. I said, "Whoa, you know, Lord, is there something here?" And then I looked, Isaiah. And the thing is that, you know, the Roe versus Wade was overturned, uh, you know, that it was handed down in June, but that's not when it was voted on. It was voted on before that. And the decision that was going to overturn it, the ruling was written up in January of, by Judge Alito, Samuel Alito. He writes it in January and finishes it at the beginning of February. And then he, wow. he circulates it. That's what leaked. So the thing is, so then I looked, I looked at the, I looked at the statistics and I looked at the play and you know what? In, in January of 2022, the plague was actually at its height. It was wow. it, the infection rate was, listen to this, not just at its height, it was three times higher than any other peak that had ever been. Three times, it was going to go on for years. But all of a sudden, he finishes that ruling that seals it, right? That's when it was done. And all of a sudden, the plague collapses. Within a few weeks, it's one eighth of what it was, and it has never come back. One eighth. That's when it happened. And you know, so he did, so it's the fin he was the Phineas. And interesting because you know, people have been praying for, for 50 years, Lord, have mercy on us with this with the babies. And and you know what his name means? Samuel means God has heard. His God wow. has heard. And and, and, I'll, and I'll, one other thing is that that when I looked at the CDC, I looked at the death rate, death rate was similar around the same time. All of a sudden, it all it's at a peak, it also collapses. And the day that the CDC says it it, it reaches peak and then it collapsed. The week ending, the CDC, the week ending January 22nd, 2022. Interesting, because January 22nd, 2022 is the exact day that begins the Jubilee of Roe versus Wade. Wow, it's so connected. Wow. All I can say is, wow, I know I keep saying that, but man, <laughs> I'm just speechless on so much of this. It, may, it just makes sense of a lot of stuff that we're going through. Yeah. And, and I want to, I want to kind of bring it because there's so, as you know, Isaiah, you know, there's so much and we're given a taste, but I really appreciate it. But so to kind of bring it home to where it all goes, yes. and I want to, you know, is this, you know, I said, you know, Roe versus Wade was the, it was the, or was like, was an altar on which children were killed. It allowed mm. children to be killed as a vessel. 60 million children just about were killed on that. And so when it broke, I mean, we know we know this is not the end of the issue. We know it's even heated up more, but yeah. that was God. And when it broke, it was a broken altar. 
And the broken altar is one of the most powerful signs that appears in Scripture. Wow! And that is that that it appears when 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 God is is saying, "I'm I want a change now," because it, it represents a, a change of civilization. And the thing is that back then, you know, the sign of revival wasn't a tent revival meeting, which is great. It was the broken altar. When they had revival, it's when a righteous king said, "We got to turn back to God, and we're gonna we got to break the altars of the gods." So here, I finished the return of the gods. Another altar is broken. And God is saying there is a chance here to have revival. And the thing is that you know the the thing is that all more than any other person that in the entire Bible, the sign of the broken altar points to one man, and that's Josiah, because Josiah's very birth was prophesied centuries before over the sign of a broken altar. Wow. And the thing is that and then when he rose up, he's the one who went down to the Valley of Hinnom, and he and he just nullified all those altars where they were killing the children. He went up to another mountain where they had altars to Ashtorah, the goddess of sexuality, and altar gender, and he broke that altar down. And then there's another altar, the altars of Baal. He broke that down. He broke, you know, sexuality. He broke, you know, they had all the, you know, the days of Josiah were the days that we're living in, where a nation once knew God, and now it's do it turned away to all these things. And jo and so what this is saying, and so to get to bring this home, and the reason why, if you look at it, I'm just going to say, if you look at the cover, I don't know if you I'll put this it on screen broken, as well. This is why it has a broken altar here. That's the sign of Josiah. And that and the thing is that it all this is what opens up the key. And I I believe God is saying something. We are at the Josiah moment. Josiah came when all these things that are happening in our culture were happening in his culture. And Josiah came evil time, but Josiah came when on one hand the nation was ready to was heading to judgment because it was racing away from God. But on the other hand, God was saying, I'm gonna give you a last chance for revival. Because it's Come either on. revival or judgment. There's no middle ground now for America. Oh. Revival isn't, isn't a nice thing. Revival is life or death. And mm. so the thing is, this, it's either God or darkness. And so the thing is that we are at that moment. And the key to this moment is Josiah. And because he came and he literally, one person overcame an entire culture. One person changed, brought revival, changed the entire culture. And so what the last hundred pages are the manifesto, which I believe God was pointing me to, and that the, the secrets of Josiah, what were the secrets that he had to overcome darkness, to not be part of it? What were the powers he had? How did he break those altars in the culture in his own life? How did he overcome? How did he change history? Well, that we are the Josiah generation right now. And so that the last, all the last part is what do we do? How do we prevail? How do we rise up? How do we stay pure? How do we overcome? How do we protect our families? How do we be a light even greater? That's what the Josiah Manifesto is going to open up. So good. What an incredible book that you've written. What an incredible revelation. Guys, we want to pray for you. There's about 3,600 right now watching. We want to pray for you guys. I want to challenge you though. Get this book. Do not, do not just pass it by and say, oh, it's no big deal. This is a guidebook for what's happening right now. Again, the book points you to scripture, points you to scripture. So maybe you're a little bit confused about some of this stuff. It's outlined in the book. The scriptures are in the book. This podcast, of course, will be on replay. It'll be on audio. But what we want to do tonight, guys, is point you back to the word of God, point you back to holiness, point you back yep. to repentance, get your family together for prayer. This is yep. not the time to be sleeping. One thing that's been coming to my <laughs> mind is in the book of Esther, where Mordecai says, Esther, if you stay quiet, deliverance will come. You and your relatives will die, but God will deliver the people. And then he says, perhaps you were born for yeah. such a time as this. Perhaps yep. you were made queen for such a time as this. And I feel like we're in that Esther chapter four moment where God yep. is saying, maybe those of you listening tonight weren't born for just a nine to five. Maybe God looked down in 2023 and said, you have the boldness, the passion, the tenacity, the fire, the, the what it takes 
to reach this generation and you're not an accident you're not by chance you're not alive right. just to work an office job and if you have one praise the lord be light wherever you are <laughs> i don't want to downplay those that have office job my point is you have a greater purpose than just randomly being in 2023. One thing that you didn't pick is where you were born and what time you were born. And you've been born in this time, in this hour, in this family. I really believe for such a time as this, this is the defining moment for the church to raise their voice. The devil is unapologetic. It's time for the church to be unapologetic. The devil is out of the closet. It's time for the church to come out of hiding. The devil is not playing games. The devil is not sitting back lukewarm. He's not complacent. He's not lukewarm. He's not arguing and bickering. He's full time. And so I believe it's time as the church, we stop being part time. We have to get rid of this 90 minute Sunday morning God that we worship and say, God, every day I'm going to pursue you. Every day I'm going to pray, I'm going to read, I'm going to study your word. I'm going to be connected to you. And I really believe some of you need to break your altars tonight. Some of you have altars mm, to yep. TikTok and altars to Instagram yep. and you're worshiping the gods yep. of culture. You know, I often think how we all yep. say, if I was Adam, I would never eat the apple. But then I look at this apple right here, the apple, the phone. <laughs> this is an apple that we all consume. You know, Adam did consume it. Of course, we know the Genesis doesn't say it was exactly an apple, but it's like everyone calls it an apple, but the fruit... But this is a fruit that many of us consume and it consumes us and we spend hours and hours. It's time tonight, I believe, to break the altars to get free from this. So I'm going to I'm going to pray for them, Jonathan, and then I'll have you close out in prayer, whatever you feel. And then we'll talk yeah. about where they can get your yeah. book. Is there any closing yeah. thoughts you had? Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, because <laughs> everything you just shared, you know, one of the things about Josiah and I put it in there is he was born for his time. He Come was actually on. prophesied centuries before. I'm saying he was born for his age, and that is true for us. We are born for this age. And if the age is more dramatic with darkness, it's more radical than dark, then we gotta be, we're born to be more radically light. This is Come the most on. exciting time. You know, people are praying, I wish I lived in Bible times. Congratulations. We're in Come Bible on. times now. This is the final chapter. Listen, rise to it because that's what it's about. That's what Josiah did, and God used him, and God's gonna do it with you too. Exactly. I'm totally with it. And that's so exactly good. the spirit of what this is so good and so guys make sure you get a book get one for your friends get one for your family even unbelievers i'm telling you this book will spark their interest this book might just lead them to open the word of god and so let me pray for you guys and then i'm going to put the book on screen and we'll talk about where you guys can get it. father yeah. we ask you tonight lord that you would just pour out your spirit on every yes, single lord. listener lord i pray that yes, you would bring lord. them to repentance i pray that you would open up their eyes yes, i pray father. lord that you would baptize those believers that feel dry that feel stale that feel stagnant lord your word says do not be drunk on wine which ruins your life but instead be filled with the holy spirit and i pray lord that you would fill every single person afresh with your holy spirit i pray you would pour out your spirit upon us this is that that joel prophesied in those last days that you will pour out your spirit on all flesh and god i pray the outpouring of yes, the holy lord. spirit i pray yes, god lord. bring america to repentance god we know as david wilkerson used to say america is too young to die i believe mm. lord that america is it's going to have revival. It's going to have awakening. There's a remnant that you're rising up. Lord, let us be a part of that last day remnant in these days. Pour out your spirit. Bring us to repentance, God. Let us have prayer in our living room. Let us have prayer with our family. Let us have yes, prayer Lord. at work. Let us have a culture of hunger and prayer. And I pray tonight, God, raise up evangelists. Raise up those full of the power of the Holy Spirit. For your word says you've not given us a spirit of timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. So, Father, tonight I pray those that are timid, those that are fearful of opening their mouth in the midst of the culture we live in. Break off, Lord, that spirit yes, of fear Lord. that you didn't give them. And I pray a holy boldness. 
Give them a boldness, God, like Peter had, where he went from denying you, he gets filled with the Holy Ghost, and then he's preaching to the same people that killed you. I pray, Lord, give us that yes, type Lord. of boldness. Yes. I pray dreams and visions and revelations over your people, a hunger for your word, God, miracles, yes. signs, and wonders. You mm -hmm. said in your word that these signs shall follow them that believe yes, in your Lord. name. They shall drive out demons. Yes, they Lord. shall lay hands on the sick. Mm -hmm. They shall speak in other tongues. So, Father, I just pray tonight, Lord, bring America yes. back to you. Mm. Raise up this community, this group, this, this revival yes. church that we're yes. speaking to live tonight and unify them together, God, and use them for your purposes. Satan, you have no power. We break yes, every Lord. strategy, every plan of the devil. The devil has lost this battle. He's a complete loser. He's lost. Jesus reigns, and we just yes. pray victory over your family, victory over your marriage. In Jesus' name, Jonathan, yes. if there's anything you wanted to pray over the people, feel free. Yeah, Father, Lord, we just ask, Lord, let there be revival, whatever yes. it takes, Lord, and let, Lord, let us be part of it. We don't just pray for revival. Yes. We commit to revival. We repent toward revival, Lord. We, Lord, whatever is in our life that shouldn't be there, we put it away, Father, that there can be revival. Lord, you want revival in each one of us, Lord, yes. that there can be revival in this land. So, Lord, we ask, let it be so, Father. We say yes to it, Lord. Whatever we need to do, we're going to put it away and we're going to rise to you, Father. Let there be revival. That's what we ask, Lord. Let you have the power of your fire, of your glory, yes. Lord, be in this land again, Lord, and your end time harvest where, Lord, you will pour out your spirit on all flesh, Lord. Let it be so, Father, in our generation. Have your way and we praise you in the name above every name, in the name of Yeshua, Stop. Jesus the light of the world, the glory of Israel, the Lord of all, yes. in his holy name. Amen. Amen. So good. I feel like having a living room prayer meeting right now, man. I feel the fire. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you can, I'm going to put a picture of your book on screen. I have a link, but talk yeah. to us a little bit about where they can find the book and everything like that. Yeah, the Josiah, you can get the Josiah Manifesto literally everywhere and anywhere, uh, right online now with Amazon or any place online you can get it. Also, even places like Walmart has it and Barnes & Noble has it. But I pray that you get it not only for yourself, but people in your life, those who don't know the Lord and those who need to know who know the Lord but need to rise. So amazing. And can you one more time tell us where your church is at and then what times you guys yeah, meet for those in the yeah, area a, that might yeah, want to come they, by? They, yeah, I'm in it's Beth Israel at the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey, every Friday okay. night and Sunday mornings. And the outreach ministry is Hope of the World, which is on the online where we send out prophetic updates and free gifts and we the gospel gets out. So if you want to get in touch, anyone to get in touch with that, it's Hope of the World, hopeoftheworld.org. And of course, I'm on Facebook and all those places. Yeah, and I highly recommend you guys, if you subscribe to his YouTube channel and get plugged in there, YouTube. you'll find links on YouTube to all of his content. You're also going to find links to his Facebook, to his website. It's best just to go to his website. You can find all the links to his social media. I Thank highly you. recommend following this ministry you've been such a blessing in my life i'm glad that oh. we met at the airport and then yeah. they you know they sent me your book and it just totally rocked me and so <laughs> i've told you this in the past but i'll say it live here again anytime you have a message anytime you have a word oh, from god that you, you want to get out you could all you're I have an open invite to the show i also wanted to mention you posted a video i put i posted on my page as well but uh it was a address to to president biden i want to recommend yeah. everyone going and watching that that video went crazy viral but i want to recommend everyone watching that as well is there any other places you'd want to point them to or anything i'm missing that you can think of oh no, thank, thank you isaiah 
Um, yeah, well, YouTube, you know, the YouTube channel, you said Facebook channel. Um, I don't eat, you know, much more how these things work than I do. <laughs> Instagram and all that stuff. It's there. There's a Jonathan Khan thing, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, but most of the times I will put like some prophetic things on YouTube and okay. on Facebook. As you said, there's a, there's probably more than, there's probably two to, to Biden, you know, but, and, uh, but I seek to, to, you know, put things on when I can, but yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're much better at this than I am. <laughs> no I just, problem. I just put it out and, they, and they, I don't even know how they do it, but they put it on. Jonathan, I have to ask you off the record a question here. I know we're live. People yeah. are gonna clip this off the record. Yeah, off the record here. Is there hope for a new president here? Please. I'm thinking. I mean, this guy's falling asleep every speech. I'm just like, it feels sometimes embarrassing to even watch some of these speeches. Has God showed you anything, or what should we be doing? Because I'm praying, Lord, get somebody, get anybody well, in the well, White House, Lord. Well, well, you know, you know, well, we need to have somebody in the White House who will be more following God and less doing this. Yes. You know, I don't know. The, the question I wonder sometimes, Isaiah, is it better to have someone who's who has a, a an agenda that's not biblical, but is falling asleep or someone who's wide awake? I don't know if I want, <laughs> I don't know if I want the wide awake. It might be some grace that's there, true. you know, you know, so the thing is that, but pray for the right, you know, pray, pray for that. I, um, you know, I think the one that you're talking about, I think it's called, is it a mystery for for Joe Biden, because one was a message for yeah. Joe Biden. Uh, I, I had mystery. the message. I haven't seen the mystery, but I've seen the message. Yeah, yeah, I yeah watch the, other the other one's one. the yeah, one's the, the message. The other's a mystery for Joe Biden. But but I think we have we just have we have to pray for this. Listen, we're coming to the new election very soon. We got to pray for God's will because if it goes the other way, I mean, you know, people say, "What's going to happen?" You know. Yeah. So you know, we we want you know, it's not that our faith, as you said, is not in politics, but politics can give a window. It's not mm. the answer, but it can give a window. To pro to allow for things that can bring the bring revival, so that's we need to pray for God's will on, on the election. No matter, listen, no matter who reigns on this throne, we know who reigns who reigns on the big throne. Yes. On the, on, and we know no matter what, we're going to praise God. We're going to serve God no matter what. You know, come so what good. may. You know, that's what we don't care. We're going to do it. But let's pray for good. <laughs> good. So on top. good. So all right. So I'm voting for Jonathan Khan 2024, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Khan for 2024. I'm going to make the shirts. <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know that I'm running, Isaiah, but I am praying with you. I'll Praise the Lord. Jonathan, thank, thank you. you so much for being on. I'm going to be sending thank you something via your website to bless you tonight. Thank you so much, oh, and I pray you. that everybody gets your book as well. Th thank you, Isaiah, and let's and let's uh, stay on after something yep. to uh, connect. But yeah, I'm going to send you my info. I'm going to stay on to get everyone they're going to give, okay. but I'll send you my info yep. right away tonight. Yep. Okay. Blessings. God Thanks bless so you, my much. brother. God bless God you. What an amazing show that we had tonight, guys. Wow, wow. Okay, I want to sow into his ministry. Listen, he is just like a wealth of knowledge. He's anointed by the Holy Spirit. The, my mind is blown the way the dates are matching and lining up and all of that. So I want to make sure that I read the full book. I haven't read the entire book yet. I plan to. I have the book. But I want to make sure everyone grabs that and then sow into his ministry. So if you sow into this tonight, I'm going to be sending him what comes in. You can give on my website. You can scan the QR code. If you don't know, we're crowdfunded. That means that our content is free and the only way we survive is by people partnering. So we don't charge for our content. We don't sell e-courses. We don't have any charge content. It's just the only thing we have that you can get by partnering is if you do monthly, we give you a 70 sermon free download. So you get 70 old school sermons by me. When you partner, it's just like a thank you gift. But other than that, we don't have like where you can pay and get stuff or pay things. That's just a thank you gift to people. Um, so, to, so partner tonight. If you want to know how to give, 
I'm glad you asked. The links to give are right on screen. You can scan the QR code. My website's super easy to give. It'll take you literally 10 seconds to type in your information. You can give monthly or one time. You can also give on Venmo, PayPal. Also in the comments, it's pinned. It's very easy, guys. Okay, I'm making a cash up soon. I haven't had a cash up in years. But... I will be making one soon. So there you go. I'm going to read some comments. Let me know in the chat because I'm going to hang out for a little bit with the chat. Let me know what you guys thought about the broadcast. I mean, this guy is just on another level. Let's just say it that way. I have all, all these questions I wanted to ask him and I got through most of them. But yeah, he's on another level when he's on. There's nothing I need to say. Jonathan Con 2024. No, he's not running for president. He's not running for president, but I would vote for him if he was. If he was. Yeah, make sure you guys sub to his channel. He has 24-hour preaching streams that he does and everything. Anonymous, thank you for the donation. I'll be reading these donations as we go. And if you're one of those people like, oh, you're asking me to give, then just don't give. Just don't give. Just stay for free. You don't even have to give. And honestly, like less than 1% of people that watch live even give. So it is what it is. Yeah, my cousin Jasmine, which by the way, I love you, Jasmine. She said, Grandpa would have been so happy to see you talking to him. Jonathan Conn was one of my grandfather's favorite preachers so yeah this is it's like very it's very amazing to have him on because my grandfather who's with the lord now would have been just so happy to see me and him doing a stream together but i'm sure one day my grandfather will know that we did a stream together so shout out to grandpa rudy what a legend who's with the lord i ordered a copy awesome if you're sub you ordered awesome if you partner with us if you give on venmo or the paypal or the website i'll make sure that he gets a love offering tonight i'll make sure that he gets that so uh, if you scan the QR code just with your phone, open your camera app and then put your phone to it. But you can't do it if you're watching on your phone. So you'd have to be like watching on a television or watching on a laptop. Hey, listen, Jonathan Khan 2024, okay, with Isaiah Saldivar as the vice president and with Carl the Dove as a, a chairman or something like that. He could be head of the Secret Service, our Dove here. That's our mascot. Don't be scared of him. He is a Dove. I did find out pigeons and doves are like the same thing, same family of bird. But he's not a pigeon. He's been born again. He's a dove. So that will be good. That will be a good time. What a great time tonight, though. For real, though. Rewind. Make sure you watch the whole thing. Take a drink of my, my water here. Jim, thank you, brother, for the donation. You are an absolute legend. Thank you, Jim, for constantly giving. If you're one of those that just watches free and never sows and you have the finances, tonight let be the night that you go, okay, I'm going to partner with this ministry. Because you're sowing seed. You're sowing seed. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.